Hello, Connection Coders. Welcome to the Connection Codes podcast, where we break open our emotions that take us from feeling disconnected to connected. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free mini class that we have right now on our website. You can go to connectioncodes.co and sign up to begin your journey learning about the connection codes and the brain science of what makes us who we are and how to process the emotion so we can live a more connected life. In today's episode, we are actually going to break down a disconnect that Wes and I had last week. I am so excited for today's episode because I get to introduce my main man, my very best friend. And before we dive into that, let me tell you who I am. I'm your producer, Tira Wages. And I'm here to introduce you to the founders of The Connection Codes, Glenn Hill and his wife, Phyllis. Glenn is a marriage and family therapist and a clinical sexologist. And um, yeah, today we are going to do what we're calling case studies. And we are excited to be offering these more um, in the podcast where Dr. Glenn and Phyllis are going to dive deep into an issue that a couple is experiencing, essentially a mini coaching session with them. And today, Wes and I are going to get us started out sharing an issue that comes up often in our household, <laughs> honestly. Um, but we we kind of came to a front last week. We kind of had a, a, a blow up moment for us. And we're going to show what that looks like. So thank you all for being here to do this with us. Yeah. Well, we thank you guys. You know, we've talked about this over the over the last month and probably longer in just our dream for this podcast. And we've talked about how uh, I'm always amazed when I get to be in session with Glenn, just to see how that goes with really another couple sharing. And for, I love always seeing how um, Glenn can walk through that with them and get to really the core of what's happening. He calls it slicing it thinner. And I love when I get to witness that and I know that I'm I, I'm a color commentator. I know that I bring to the table as well just the everyday life of what a couple is going through. But I'm always amazed to see how he can really get to the heart with a couple, even a couple that he's meeting for the very first time. Yeah. And so part of our dream for this podcast is to be able to um, have couples come on. And you guys are amazing because you're doing this in person. Uh, so people get to see who you are and get to hear uh, just an, uh, you know, upfront and close what's going on at your house at times. But we want to also offer this to couples who can be anonymous. It's just a Zoom call okay. and your name will not even appear. But we want to do this to really show you, um, you know, in the la in a previous episode, we talked about just therapy and you know, there's a lot of, I think, fear of therapy, a lot of um, just the, the mystery behind it. And so we want to break some of that down by just doing therapy in a podcast. So we thank you guys for being mm -hmm. the first and that you're here in person yes. and that people will see your faces. And so thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, for sure. I know Wes has listened to podcasts where they do therapy live and it, it just all goes back to not feeling alone in what you're dealing with and, and knowing there are other couples out there that are experiencing things similar to you. And so I know what we are sharing today is not unusual. You know, I know that we're not the only ones experiencing it, even though in the moment 
it feels like we are. Mm. We feel broken that we can't move past this block that we mm. have. Even as connection coders, we're doing the wheel, we're doing the stuff, but we just keep hitting this speed bump over mm. and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me start by saying hello, world. I didn't get to say that earlier. Uh, number two, thank you, Tira. And, and thank you, Wes, for being here. I commend you for uh, just your your courage. And, you know, we're really close in our relationship. And I think you feel safe with us, but you're putting stuff out there. And I think that's fantastic. Not the least reason of which that it helps other people go, oh, okay, well, uh, they did that. And they didn't self-combust or, you know, nobody burned their house down. So, yeah, maybe we could do that. Too, because we all need coaching. We all need help. Uh, you know, the opposite of it's what we reference is psycholation, psychological isolation. Nobody can function successfully in psycholation. That's true for any entity, and that's certainly true uh, of a marriage. So I just really commend the two of you that you have the hearts to do that and really set an example for a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to dive in? Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll let you start first. So. Our family dynamic is currently set up where we work together full-time, Wes and I do, and we also have four young kids at home. And how our business is structured, Wes tends to be gone a lot. And I know even me saying that sentence. Shame. Shame, (laughs) yeah. Um, And so he travels fairly often and sometimes for longer periods of time or he'll come home for a few days and leave again. And so I have had difficulty at different times navigating being a solo parent. You know, I'm not a single parent. I'm married. You know, I hear sometimes people say like, oh, you're, I'm single parenting. I'm like, no, you're still married. Um, But I'm solo parenting. I'm parenting at home by myself. And there are days that are very difficult in that. Mm. Um, We are teaching our kids to be connection coders, but they are still eight, six, four, and three and um, conveying their emotions as they're happening in a very intense way at times. So last week, Wes was out of town and I'd had a really, really difficult weekend. And um, day one was tough. Day two was tough. And day three, I was breaking. And so Wes did a great job meeting me in my pain on day one and day two, and we processed together and he sat with me in that. But by day three, I think it was just too much. He, you know, he'd hit his own wall um, in that and his own guilt. I, sh- I'm, I guess I shouldn't speak for you what you were experiencing. But that night, I, I, I was really struggling. And it's not often that I hit those kinds of walls with him being gone. And I'd, I'd had thoughts of, I can't keep going like this. You know, like I cannot function with how things are anymore. Um, something has to shift. Something has to change. Whether it's you don't travel anymore, like we need to find a different job. Something has, I can't do this anymore. And so I shared that with Wes and it took a lot for me to share that with him because my personality type, I don't want to appear weak. And I don't want to appear like I can't do it. So I was feeling a lot of shame in sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know for you that this is a, what we call trigger topics, you know. And so I think that I'd hit a trigger topic in that moment and you couldn't fix it. And so you, I was, oh, okay. Now I'll break down exactly what was happening. 
the kids had been really mean to me. Just mm. told me they'd hated me multiple times, told me one of them said, I wish that you would die. Mm. Um, they, they had been using their words. I wish that you were out of town and Papa was home just over and over and over. And I can handle it the first few times, mm. but it happened so much at that point. I was crying and in a lot of pain. Mm. And Wes responded with, but you know they didn't mean it. Mm. Wow. And I immediately said, okay, I'm shut down. This conversation is over. You know, like I, I can't, I'm not going to talk to you about this. I didn't feel safe anymore. And then he hung up on me. Mm. Yeah, because we're all humans and we all make mistakes. And I've hung up on him before as well. So don't hold that against him. This is your first time meeting him. You're the best husband, but you hung up on me. And from there, things spiraled, of course. Um, he, I didn't want to, I told him I'm not answering your call again for the rest of the night. I was tapped out. And so he sent me an email at some point in the night apologizing, of course, recognizing what was happening with him, processing it. And at the bottom of the email, he was like, he said, I can't wait for us to practice this language that we've learned together, which is the connection codes. Like he's kind of calling me out and saying, okay, Tira, you've got to do this thing with me, you know? Um, and yeah, so that was essentially the fight. Um, so fill in some blanks there, Wes, as far as what happened. There you go. For you. Yeah, you know, so when I'm I'm working, it's usually twelve to sixteen hour days. And I leave uh most of the time I'll leave after the kids go down, take a late flight to a city, uh, get in. Uh I'm up by four or five AM for sunrise shots and stuff like that. You know, they're very long days. Um and in maintaining our job and, and currently um our income is on me um and so yes i do have to travel for work um but i have a lot of guilt when i leave and i take that flight out a lot of shame of like well i'm not home making sure that everything's okay at home because understandably it's hard with four kids you know at home but together we can do a great job you know but uh yeah, I was just uh, tired. Uh, some things on the shoot, you know, are, I, I do video work for a living and some things on the shoot were a little difficult and I'm the director, so it all kind of falls back to me. So I make a lot of decisions um, throughout the day. And mm -hmm. then the thing that means most to me more than anything in the world is this thing in my mind constantly. And if it's not going well at home, you know, I feel like I have to, okay, what what can I do to rectify the situation at home and make sure that she knows that when my kids are saying these hurtful things that that's not true. You know, mm. they don't, they don't really believe that. But I know in the moment I did, uh, obviously I shut her down. Um, and she said she was done with the conversation and I hung up <laughs> anticipating her to hang up honestly, but she didn't. So we can't say that. Um, but it was just kind of like, you know, our conversation, it was going nowhere because mm. in the moment I felt like I was really trying to help the situation, even though now in hindsight, I know I wasn't. Um, and I was doing this all kind of based upon a kind of stressful, uh, workload. Mm. Uh, and that's typically what happens. And, and I'm just the, the entire time I'm gone, I've, I'm hit with guilt because, 
well, I got to go like support and feed my family, you know, so I got to go work. And, you know, all my kids are like literally, oh, why do you have to go? Don't leave. Don't mm. do this. And then mm. uh, I'm so glad. And then, you know, Tira is always is as well, you know, um, but it's like I don't have the choice not to, mm. you know, so. Uh, but yeah. Um, and, you know, of course, I called her back. She didn't answer mm. and um, texted. You did text me. I remember you said sad. Mm-hmm. So you conveyed your emotion there. Uh, mm-hmm. I text you back something, you know, but then a lot of times I'll just email her just so in the middle of the night just so she can uh, get that the next morning and not bother her. So mm. that's kind of uh, filling in a little bit of the gaps, I guess. Yeah. You know, it's interesting with what you're sharing, Wes. We, and on a previous episode, we just touched on uh, identity. And, and I know that for me, when I ran my company, I got every day, multiple, maybe even all day long, I got deposits into my identity meter or my identity bank. And it, it's kind of like, I I think I was really solid in that. And I got a lot of it from my job, from my work, who I was at work. And at work, being the owner of the company, I had to solve problems. Like, Yes, I could hear people and I could make space for, you know, someone having a bad day, but I still had to solve the problems. And I always felt like I was, I was creating all day long, like a, a puzzle that was constantly changing. And so I would have to move things around Mm -hmm. because I would line up my, the day up for all the workers. I would line it up that like perfectly but then something would majorly change. Someone would call out sick or a, or a client would cancel. Well, then I had to shift everything. So it was very active in solving problems. And I th- it sounds like th- you with your job, you know, just that there's a component to that. Mm-hmm. And w- what's difficult is to shift gears. It's like to be able to go, this works incredibly well in running a company, right. but this doesn't work well in connecting with my wife and to, and I, and I know Glenn has said that at times where he has clients at back to back sessions and he has to shift gears. Like you, you say goodbye to one client and then, you know, within a few minutes you get on with another client. Well, that other client can be in a very, very different space, Mm. very different journey. And you got to shift down sometimes or up sometimes to where they are. And you know, it, it, so I totally get the the where you're coming from in just that that idea of it is hard to shift sometimes where you're and then the guilt kicks in. So you're like, how can I make this better instantly for Tira when really she just needs the space to be sad that the kids were mean? Yeah. Yeah, and for the listeners, um, a couple things just as far as the whole connection codes approach is number one, it doesn't matter what the fill in the blank is. It doesn't matter what the topic is. So there are times that, you know, Phyllis and I will sit with a couple and there they had a huge argument about, you fill in the blank, toothpaste, scheduling, Mm. children, moving to Nebraska or not. It doesn't really matter because each couple has their own cycle. That's their Mm -hmm. cycle. And our goal is to keep the cycle from speeding up to become a cyclone because that's what wrecks your home, wrecks your life. And emotion is what speeds the cycle up. So somebody listening, and, and I know that, you know, for you and uh, Tira West, that, that there was pain in it in the moment, and it feels painful. It doesn't matter whether or not you're having your leg amputated. It still feels painful. 
uh, and but somebody else might be listening, going, "Oh, well, that's not that big of a deal," you know. Well, number one, it was for you, and number two, well, it doesn't really even matter. It doesn't matter what the fill in the blank is. It doesn't matter what the topic mm-hmm. is. It's all the same cycle because these are just two humans, and this is uh, what what happens for them. Then number two, we always want to go back to the first unprocessed emotion. Mm-hmm. That's where people lose each other, and that's not always possible to do or easy to do. Uh, especially if a little bit of time has passed. But so what would you say was the first unprocessed emotion? Of course, fellas always ask me to define process emotion, just where the emotion was, you know, you, you found it, you, you identified it, you accessed it, you were able to verbalize it. And the other person was able to be present with you and you feel, you can feel it in your body. You can feel that emotion dissipating. So what was the first unprocessed emotion for this couple in that situation? So for me, I I feel a few different ones immediately in my head, and I feel like I'm supposed to pick one. But well, if there's a first one, by definition, you have to be okay. So one. I guess then my first one is lonely. Mm. Wow. Um, because wow. I am home, like I'm trying to do this thing by myself and literally keep my kids alive yeah. and not running yeah. Yeah. out of the store into the parking lot. Mm by myself and I just don't have enough hands Mm. to do that. Mm. So I feel lonely. Um, That's, I guess that's the first one, but the one that hits me the hardest that I have the most pain in is shame Mm. because I feel like a bad mom that my kids are such jerks to me. Mm. (laughs) My kids are not jerks. I love my children. Um, But I feel like a horrible parent that I'm the one at the soccer practice and I couldn't find one of their shoes. So he has just socks on and I know the shoes are somewhere. Mm. I put, I got them. So I have one kid in socks. I have another kid refusing to go out on the soccer field to do what we came to do Mm. while these other parents are like looking at me. I have another one that's continually running off from me and I have one just saying, let's just go, let's just go. And so I'm managing these humans Mm. and I have shame that I'm the bad mom. I'm the hot mess mom. So, you know, I love you so much. I'm making myself not laugh, but I really want to laugh laugh with me at this scene because you're very descriptive (laughs) and I can see this happening. It was a experience (laughs) for sure. Yeah. I I almost want you to retell it because I think the listeners are off. (laughs) (laughs) But I also think the listeners are, oh my gosh, we've all been there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's like, I totally get the shame in that moment Mm. because in that moment you think no one else has been here. Oh yeah. And I am the hot mess. Mm. And this is what they make movies about. And, you know, so there are about seven great memes just in that one (laughs) Oh, for sure. Well, I didn't even, (laughs) we have Jack's for dinner because Mm. we didn't have time to go. I, consider chick-fil-a our healthy option <laughs> okay we didn't have time to make times. it to chick-fil-a so we have jacks yeah. you know for dinner okay. so that already is adds to it because it's not fried chicken it's hand bread <laughs> there you go hey, <laughs> preach it, brother. yes yep. and then i have a kid take off running across i chase a child through at least 10 other soccer practices <laughs> at one point. <laughs> and so that was the night that broke me. Mm. You know, this was after another horrible experience of taking them to buy the cleats that we needed for the soccer practice, mm. um, where a man shamed me in the store and told me, 
Well, I leave my little one at home. Wow. Yes. Did you and punch him? Um, I wanted to. I'm not to. saying you should. I'm no, just asking if I, you did. Next time I probably will. Okay. okay. I um, but I, I was just like, I don't have that option. So mm. that that that's where I think the first lonely hit. Mm. And then the shame of wow. I'm the bad mom here that I can't control my kids. I had too many of them. <laughs> People are judging me. People, you know, Damn. that kind of thing. So. Wow. It was a and lot. this is all pre-phone call between the two of you. Yes. Good. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Oh, and then the guilt that I have to tell Wes that I'm struggling because I know what his day is. And so I really, usually when he's out of town, I try to keep the hard parts from him because I don't want him to have that balance of, mm. well, mm. things are falling apart at home. And so I should be there. And then he feels the guilt of being there, mm. not being there. Well, yeah, I think that's us trying to guard each other from our emotions. Well, right, let me ask right. real quickly, Tira. So if Wes stepped on a nail on the job site in Minnesota or wherever he is, would he feel pain, do you think? Yeah. And then if you simultaneously or 10 minutes later, an hour later, stepped on a nail at home, would you feel pain? Yeah. Well, you couldn't. You couldn't feel pain because he already felt pain. Mm -hmm. And if you feel pain and then tell him your pain, you're adding to his pain. So we're not going to allow your experience or, you know, and this is, we emphasize this over and over mm -hmm. again. You have the right to exist. You have the right to experience mm -hmm. what you experience and you have the right to convey that experience. I don't really care what's happening with Wes and I care about Wes's experience deeply. But in that moment, you're experiencing what you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. You're just a human and you have the right to experience that. Will it bring something to Wes also? Maybe. I don't know. I don't care. All I care about is if he conveys that in the moment. And if he feels pain hmm. over hearing about your pain, okay. He has the right to exist. He has the right to experience that. He has the right to feel pain. He's just going to say it to you. He's going to go, oh, sad. Sad, sad, sad. You're going to go, oh, what's the sad? I just feel sad that I'm not there be with you i'm not there to help you and i feel some guilt because i'm on the road traveling and yeah i just feel kind of crappy that i'm not right there because you're my girl you're so important to me you're the most important person important person on the planet to me and i'm not there mm, for you wow and what you'll see transpiring which i know you already have is that this gets shorter and shorter and shorter and these two just process oh, yeah. through that in 30 40 seconds uh, whereas for Phyllis and me, 30 years ago, that was a three-week conflict. Oh, and I can attest to that even with this. This was a pretty big disconnect for us mm -hmm. recently. Mm -hmm. But we we were able to see each other. The last disconnect was over cheesecake. So <laughs> It's true. Mm. And that's yeah. a good it's story, true. too. And that and that should be an episode, <laughs> yeah. let me tell you. Um, so it's, you know. Yeah, well, but what I was saying is that typically – we this would have sent us into weeks right. mm. yeah. weeks yeah. of struggle yeah. and um, we got to see each other the next day for about two hours mm. we were but we were at a funeral and visitation and mm. so we had 15 minutes where we got to speak to each other right. and we connected in that amount wow. of time mm. um, which is baffling to mm. me that that was possible considering wow. the night before yeah, Wes yeah, hung yeah. up on me yep. you know like yep. that's pretty yep. intense um, so Wes, what was your first emotion? Unprocessed. Unprocessed emotion. You know, I would say guilt. Um, you know, and loneliness. Cause I, you know, I, I leave and go and leave my family. Um, 
to do this, but often it is guilt Mm. or shame that I haven't, I can't be off the road yet. Mm. You know, um, I have to be there and be home. Glenn, one things that you've, one thing that you've taught us is really the whole, like, um, you know, if T were to fall down the stairs, I'm not just going to be like, Oh, it, you're okay. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did in the situation, right? Yeah. I said, Oh, yeah. it, you're okay. You know what I mean? Right, let me interject on Wes's okay. behalf from a good heart. Mm-hmm. Good intention. Yeah. Wes care, cares so deeply about Tira. He literally is trying to help her. It's a mm-hmm. great intention. It's a terrible application. It just yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. But if physically she was hurt, I would right. run to her. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In the moment, uh, yeah, I guess it was just a lot of unprocessed guilt and not just in that time. This is every trip that we go on. Yeah. Mm. And every single time this seems to happen. And Oh, sorry. I shouldn't. I'm going to get in trouble for it. I don't usually <laughs> cry when you're gone. Mm. No, but it um, it's not uncommon for it to be tough. Understandably for you, it to be tough to have four kids mm. by yourself. Tough, yes. And, um, I'm not sure. I, I don't think that I could say on the phone call when she's telling me that the kids have been horrible and that she had a guy at the store. Oh, I felt so sad and angry in that moment. You know, this Mm -hmm. man at the store is like, you should leave your kid at home. I don't think that I could be like, oh, Tira, I just felt sad. I felt a lot of guilt today for this. So let's move on. Help me get that. You you don't think that because what? I, I guess like if I were to just to tell you in the moment, like, oh, I feel really sad for that happening. Um, well, let me check in. Yeah. How did it go? Well, it didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my, my point is, so it didn't work. So let's try out a new plan, yeah. a new route. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, we hadn't lost anything. Um, I assure you, now I'm not saying you certainly don't want to interrupt her, but even as she's sharing and you'll see me do this with Phyllis, you'll see me do this with, with you. You'll see me do this with people that literally in the moment I'm, I'm processing what's happening with me. I'm like, Oh, sad. And I'm, I'm just, I'm a human. I'm allowed to experience things. And I'm just like a 12 month old. I'm going to convey it as it happens. So yeah, I don't want Wes to just, I'm not, I'm never going to say to any human, I'm not going to say to Wes, Dude, just shut up. I don't want to hear about what's happening with you. I need you to be a cyborg or a computer in this moment and just be present with her. It doesn't work because now mm-hmm. we've told you Wes not to be a human. So in that moment, she's sharing what she's sharing, and and the the emotion almost becomes an ooh. I mean, it's, it just becomes part of your um, being present with her. And literally, you're just going, oh, sad. Ugh, feel some guilt there. And you're commentating yourself in the process of being present with her. So I would encourage you to try that for six weeks and then shoot me an email. Let me know how it goes. Cause I, my and Tira, I'm speaking for you. It's always dangerous, but Tira can hear all that. That won't even face her. Uh, will it be an adjustment? Will it be a new language? Yeah, probably, but she can hear that. Uh, and we don't have an option anyway, cause you're already a human. So we can't tell you to stop being human at least for a little while. Yeah. No, you're just going to commentate yourself as it's happening. Now, Tier, if you want to get extra credit, you go back, whatever, 
45 seconds later, a minute later, and go, so baby, you mentioned the guilt. What was happening there? Oh, I just feel a bunch of guilt that I, I abandoned you. No, you did it for a good reason, good intention. I get that. But I, you know, I feel like I abandoned you. I left you with these uh, four wonderful monsters. <laughs> and you had a tough time with them. And I really get punched in the face with guilt. I mean, it's pretty close, isn't it? Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 That's just what's happening. And, and honestly, Glenn, a lot of times I feel shame in saying this, but I'll just tell Tira, like, don't go to the soccer game. Because mm. I kind of, it's, you know, I've done the same thing. It's difficult. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, they put you in these small little middle of the fields and you're like, oh, keep this three-year-old right. right here and don't <laughs> yes. let them run off and go onto yeah. another field no. and don't go across this fake no. box, you know? No. Uh, it's difficult. And then there's two others. And so I'm just like, T, why don't you just sit this one out? Just because I don't want to, I don't want her to feel those things. Mm. Um, I know that's not the right thing to do. Well, you know, hearing you guys, I was thinking about a huge disconnect that Glenn and I had years ago. Uh, and, and it, but it brought a lot of stuff out. And it was, uh, I had gone on a trip with a bunch of girlfriends. Um, and it was an epic trip. It was her 40th. And we went to Lake Tahoe. It was just a dream. And when Glenn picked me up from the airport, we were giving a, several of the other girls a ride home. And we were just chatting. I mean, like, all of us girls were just talking about how epic this trip was and just going on and on. And, you know, we were basically still facing Glenn. I mean, we were still just so in the mode of we just had the greatest vacation party, like amazing, amazing. And then we dropped off the last person and I then tune into Glenn and I don't remember the words at all. Um, but it was like a fire hydrant mm. of stuff coming at me from him. And mm. I was so blindsided because I and confused, like what is happening here? And it was ugly back and forth, just mm. ugly. And we got home and I, you know, in those moments, and I bet this is how that night was for you guys, when you're laying there in your bed and you're thinking, can life be any more painful mm. right now? Yeah. Like you just want to go, none of this is worth it. Yeah. What are we doing? Who are we kidding? And we got home and I just thought this is unbelievable. Like all the fun and all the joy of what I just got to experience right. is now just annihilated. And so we went into our, our master suite and I got the core motion wheel out and I said, will you do the wheel with me? And Glenn did not want to. And I said, I'll go first. And I did the wheel and that's hard to do when yeah. you're that mm -hmm. off. Mm -hmm. Oh my word. And yeah, props for saying that you'll do it first. Mm, yeah, in that moment too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just I was very vulnerable and shared what was happening with me. And then um, I could see that he was mm. like coming down a little bit, and and so then I asked him to do it, 
And the biggest thing that came out of that um, was a tremendous amount of loneliness mm. that he experiences when I'm gone. Yeah. Like a hardly can breathe mm. while you're gone. And then out of that conversation came fear, tremendous fear that I'm not going to come back. Mm. That... I'm going to decide that life without him is better. And when he shared all of that with mm. me, I thought, we've been doing this dance for decades. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I travel without him more than he ever travels without yeah. me. Mm. And I started to put together that, oh my goodness, I think every time I come home, mm. we go through something similar, not just quite as big as this one has been. And I think that that was a huge turning point for us as far as being able to realize that cyclone that happened mm. after I travel is linked to this first unprocessed emotion. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is that that starts happening for Glenn days before I even leave. Mm. So he starts to anticipate mm. my leaving and the loneliness starts to just like a dark cloud. And, and, you know, this was so good because now I know like when he's taking me to the airport, we, on the way to the airport, we start talking about the emotion. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I ooh him, I make space for that. And, and usually when I'm gone, I'm gone for a reason that is, sounds a little bit similar, where your your days are like 16-hour days. Like mm. you're, you're going for a purpose and you're around people. And, and so the, even checking in, you know, even making time for a phone call is, right. is a challenge. Yeah. And, and yet Glenn on the other side is at home in silence mm. and alone or with some chaos of some kind that's happening in his world. But it, it was, it was so huge for us to be able to, to work that through. Yeah. Yeah. And that was early, early connection codes that they hadn't really even completely gelled yet. Uh, that was the very first rendition of the core motion wheel, uh, which mm, is now I think, a right. collector's item on uh, eBay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, just and we were still doing a lot of research on it mm -hmm. just to figure out how this works and does it work etc and um that was such a big thing uh, for me to realize the the certainly the loneliness and i don't know but that the fear is bigger or used to be mm -hmm. bigger than the loneliness you know it's dissipated a lot uh, over the last few years but um and and what exacerbated it was we're taking these other women home and they're precious people and they're dear dear friends but this one woman who's, uh, again, a wonderful human being, but she said about 35 sentences, things like, uh, you know, oh, Glenn, the sunset's there. You've never seen a sunset like this. It was the greatest sight for sunsets anywhere ever, and you've never seen anything like that. And we went to dinner. You've never had a meal like we had. And just on and on. I'm, just, I'm driving, and I'm, like, breaking out in hives. I'm like, I just want to pull the car. <laughs> I'm getting out. Yeah. This is, this. And again, she was saying it actually positively. That it was just a really special trip. But she just kept phrase, framing it that way that I had never 
And I'm like, how do you know every experience I've ever had in my life? But I didn't say any of that. But so by the time she gets out of the car, you know, I'm already kind of lit up, adding to all the other stuff that I'd already uh, experienced. But And that was a big turning point for us to realize that I feel fear every time Phyllis goes out of town. And it's just so real for me. And I'm sure there's somebody listening that's like, well, you're just messed up, dude. Okay, yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Because this woman's been with me. She's been coming back to me for 44 years. Mm -hmm. But that actually exacerbates it for me. It doesn't dissipate because I'm thinking, well, now this time she's going to realize, you know, uh, after four over four decades, this time she's going to realize, oh, my gosh, I've wasted most of my life with this guy. And I'm not trying to feel fear about that. I just do. Mm. And again, if there's somebody listening, it's like, well, he's messed up. Okay, I'll go with that. Sure. <laughs> is that a disorder of the psyche? Yes, it is. But that's just what happens for me. Mm. And uh, as I've learned to convey that to her and process that with her, it's amazing to me how quickly, how smoothly it processes. But that does not mean it won't happen the next time she's going out of town. The trick yeah. is now we process it. When I'm driving her to the airport, I go, whew, feeling much fear. She goes, oh, what's happening with fear? What am I missing? I'm like, well, you're leaving me. You'll probably never come back. Mm. You know, these are my you know, last few minutes uh, with you. And again, that's very, very real mm. for me, which I'm yeah. smart enough to look at that and go, well, that's ridiculous. That's absurd. Of course she's coming back. She always has. Uh, and, you know, 20 years ago when that would happen, I was such a snot to her that by the time it got down to it, she's probably thinking i don't know if she ever actually thought it but she's probably thinking you know maybe i won't come back to that guy he Mm. treats me like crap and again that's because i had all this unprocessed Mm. emotion that was so stored up so yeah anyway i back to the phone call so by the time you got on the the phone because if i'm hearing you right the phone call was when the disconnect happened yes yeah Mm -hmm. so what was the beginning of the phone call so the beginning of the phone call was me not wanting to because it okay at this Mm. point in the trip Wes was actually not working in this moment he was having a guy's time um at this a house with a pool and his mastermind group and so he was just getting fueled and Mm. i was had so much joy that he was doing that he rarely ever takes days like that and we're talking 36 hours he's doing this it's not a super long time in between two other jobs that he was on. And so I was desperately not wanting to ruin that for him. Mm. I was not wanting him to feel that guilt of being somewhere that I had joy that he was at. And so the beginning of the phone call was me. You tell me about your day. Like I, mm. I, I want to start with you and what you're doing because if I open up first, like we're never going to get to Wes's day. And I knew that, um, or it would be just difficult to circle back around. Now Now tell me about the fun you're having. I've been crying myself to bed. Um, I'm going to have to disagree. I don't think you'll find that that's true. Okay. He can experience joy while you're feeling pain. We just haven't gotten, we, yes, we just haven't gotten to that point yet because this is such a deep struggle for us of him being gone mm-hmm. that oftentimes he doesn't even like for me to tell stories about, well, Wes was out of town and we did this because it's a pain point for him. And so we haven't gotten to a healthy point with this emotion. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
every single time. I mean, on our own podcast, <laughs> I feel like I'm always introduced as this is my husband, Wes, and uh, he's gone a lot, you know, wow. it's an identity thing. Wow, I get that. And it's always like, well, you're always gone. You're always gone. And like, oh my gosh, I've tried so hard to like, if you were to look at the beginning of starting our business to now, like, you know, I hire a lot of people that, yeah, yeah. that do the works and stuff like that. And I've really tried to fix this situation because I have a lot of shame and guilt in that. Um, but yeah, every single time I hear her say, you're gone a lot, you're always gone. It just hits me, you know, hard, pretty hard. Yeah. You know, Tia, the reason I said I don't believe you is if you convey the joy, whatever it is that's happening. Again, I'm just going back to the first unprocessed emotion. It sounds like maybe one of the first unprocessed emotions was the joy. Mm. I literally want you to be able to say to him, he, he had, who called who? Do you remember? Doesn't oh, matter a whole lot. Yeah, I don't remember. Not okay. at that point in the day. But anyway, first thing you do when you get on the phone, literally to say to him, I'm feeling so much joy that you're mm. getting to do an unplugged time and chill out and, and relax. And there's just joy, joy, joy. Yeah. Uh, and I had a tough day and mm. there's a bunch of pain happening over here. And I feel some guilt because I don't want to. I don't want you to experience guilt. I feel well, it's probably fear. I feel some fear, and I'm speaking for you here. So no, wave you're, something. You're on point. Out. You're good. No, I'm feeling fear that me sharing all this with you will, you know, really be a detriment mm. to you because you're really important to me. You're valuable to me. I don't want to hinder you, uh, but I do want to be authentic with you and let you know what's happening with me. I think you might be surprised mm. what you saying to him. I feel so much joy. Yeah that you're getting to experience what you're experiencing. Because here's the problem. Wes is a smart guy. Mm. He knows something's happening. Yeah. Mm. And he is going to fill in the blanks. And that's not a compliment, Wes. Smart <laughs> is just a description. Uh, you are. I mean, you're an intelligent person, and you're going to fill in the blanks. And you're mm. going to fill in the blanks with probably 11 things, 9 or 10 or more of which are not accurate. So now... They're in real trouble right? because he's he knows all these things that Tira hates about him mm. and that she's probably, who knows what, going to leave him in the next three weeks or something. I mean, there's no telling where his mind would go. And that's why smart people are difficult to deal with because they think too much. Um, mm. So, I, I, again, I would just encourage you to try it. I think you might be surprised yeah. how it takes you. Well, no, I love recognizing that because my instinct of my first unprocessed emotion was not joy, but hearing you say it that way and him answering the phone or me answering the phone, being like, I have joy that you're there. And now I, I have fear that I'm about to, you know, cause you guilt. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I'm having a lot of shame right now. Like that's hitting three different emotions that, mm -hmm. you know, that was fine. Well, yeah, I, I was experiencing the whole wheel that yeah, night. There, exactly. <laughs> there was not an emotion yeah. that had not yep, been touched absolutely. by me yep. for sure. Um, I was, and I was flooded mm. at that point. Yep. You know, we talk yep. about, if this is your first time listening, flooded is just when you, you can't even think straight because you have so many emotions. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and, that, and let me interject. That's a human condition. That's not a Tira issue. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, Tira needs therapy. Tira right. needs medication. Tira needs to be in an institution. No, she's a human. Right. That's what happens for every human on the planet. Not right. just Tira, who's this broken, damaged, messed up, weak. But no, she's called a human. And that's right. true for all of us. Right. And so that's where I had been. I, I was completely flooded. And so I, I was struggling mm. even navigating how to do that in the right way. But hearing you say it this way 
like I need to write this sentence in my phone mm-hmm. because I experience yeah. it a lot. So the next time he's out of town, I can immediately start the conversation with, I have joy that your shoot, you know, has gone well yeah. or this mm-hmm. yeah. and meet him where he's at and then be able to share yeah. as yeah. well. Yeah. And we always say there's two weird things about the connection codes. The first one is the identity piece. Cause nobody says that nobody says, I feel I receive identity. I lose identity. I've never met anybody that it's not a connection code that says that. And then the second one is the joy piece to actually yeah. say the joy. You know, I don't say to Phyllis, Hey babe, thanks for doing that. Well, no, that's not wrong. You can right. say that all day long. You know, I don't say to Phyllis, that was really great. Well, that's true. It's not wrong to say that. But I literally say to her, I feel so much joy right. that you did that. And we right. convey that to each other. I have no idea. A dozen, two dozen, three dozen times a day. And we did a good bit of research on this, just watching how people respond, you know, reading brain scans with people that when I convey joy to Phyllis, it tickles her. When I use the word joy, it tickles the pleasure center in her brain. Mm. And she doesn't try to do that. It's just, and again, I can say thanks for doing that. That's not wrong. But what we noticed was that people are not activated the same when you say the word joy. And we even did um, researching joy versus happiness versus gladness. Because so, some therapists use the term happy. Some use the term glad. And I'm not against that. I don't care. Uh, but we just found that joy was far more activated in a positive way, in a, in a good way, uh, than using the words happy or yeah. uh, glad. Yeah. No, I, I can I feel that. You know, yeah. even just the word joy in comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to say right here, too, because I'm here as both someone who needs help, but also thinking about this from a listener perspective mm-hmm. of when Wes was sharing, you know, he said, I feel like every, you know, we have our own podcast. It opens up. This is my husband, Wes, and he's gone a lot. Mm-hmm. That has never been said. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that's not what he is hearing and what he is feeling. And so for me to, to recognize that that is Mm -hmm. how things are being felt by him, because how, how you feel, you know, how it's conveyed to you matters way more than the actual Mm -hmm. words that are said. And so that's important to, to note. Yeah. How do we, how do we work through that? Can I just tell Tira, like, just don't, don't say I'm gone a lot anymore. (laughs) You can ask her. You can ask her for anything. Yeah. She has the right of refusal. Every human does. So we've had this conversation because he wants me to stop saying, well, Wes was gone and we did this. Or What I want you to say is um, sometimes Wes has to travel for our family to support Mm. our family. Which is what? Connection goes language. Um, That's an identity issue. Totally. Because what she just said, if I'm hearing you right, and I'm not talking about you, Tira, I'm talking about his wife. What his wife just said was, this guy abandons his family. He Mm. doesn't give a rip about us. He's Mm. off gallivanting around the planet. He's off having an adventure. He leaves us. Mm. That's how little he cares about us. I mean, that close? 100%. Yeah. Wes is switching right now, if you're watching this. And you didn't have your face on whenever he said that. No, sorry. But he said those words, and your face said that's yeah. exactly how yeah. you feel. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's to a T. Whenever I hear that, yeah, yeah, yeah you're abandoning your family every mm-hmm. single time you leave. Yeah. And Tira, this has nothing to do with you, even though it's all about you, even mm-hmm. though that you're involved in it. This has nothing to do with Tira. This has to do with what's happening in Wes's brain. And again, he has the right to ask you, hey, babe, do you think you could shift this? Tira has the right of refusal. Every human does. 
my impression is, because I know Tira and Wes pretty well, that she would be like, yeah, I could, I could ship that. Well, truthfully, because you're right, I've never heard it said that way. Right. Yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. Every time it's ever come up, it's, hey, don't talk about me being gone. Right. Well, then I say to him, you're taking away my human experience. You're gone a third of the year, if not more at times. And so for me not to be able to share what I'm experiencing a third of the year, you're asking me to not be a human. But now hearing it said, hey, my husband's gone a lot, that triggers an abandonment feeling in him. Okay, that doesn't mean I don't talk about it, but I can rephrase it in a way of, Wes is working to provide for us and... I was with the kids at Dick's yeah. Sporting Goods, you know. Yeah, when we wrote the Connection Codes book, um, we had a lot of people in on it. And we've, uh, what's that called, Wes, when you edit? We don't do it anymore because you don't use film. But, you know, when you, what's it called on the floor? You know, all these pieces that end up. Oh, uh, the cutting room floor? Right, the cutting room floor. So there's a lot of stuff on the cutting room floor with the Connection Codes book because we deleted, which is awesome because we have three more sequels coming out. <laughs> <laughs> They're already written. We just have to put it together. Um but one of the things we wanted to make sure we put in was the unspoken words, phrases, and sentences, mm-hmm. because we all hear those. Mm-hmm. Some of us hear them on more a higher level than others. I hear them on a very high level because I deal with schizophrenia. So I experience things mm-hmm. that didn't happen. You know, I experience more things that didn't happen than most people mm-hmm. do. But in that scenario, and again, is why we uh, try to depathologize disorders of the psyche it's not that Wes needs to be in a straight jacket or on meds or you know he, he's just a problem uh he's a broken messed up human no he just heard a message from tira that she didn't say mm. i want him to be able to say that to her yeah. you know say babe when you say it like that this is what happens for me mm. there's wow. pain in it there's shame in it because what i hear you tell people is that I'm a derelict husband, a derelict father, or whatever. I don't right. I fill in all the blanks. Because that's real for you, dude. Yeah, and you're not right. trying to experience any of that. That's just what's happening. Mm. All I, I don't care if it happens. All I want to shift is you telling the girl. Because when you tell the girl, you know, it's position of vulnerability. It draws out her safety. And she's just present when you go, oh, mm. well, dang. That's, wait, what? That's what happens for you there? And, you know, back to Phyllis's my situation... When she gets it that, oh, he's getting hit with fear that I'm going to leave him. Mm. Well, I'd be pissed off too. I'm talking about Phyllis's perspective Mm. to realize no wonder he gets irritable three days Mm. before I go out of town. Because he knows, I put nose in quotation marks, he knows I'm not coming back. Mm. Would you be bothered if your wife's leaving you in three days? Yeah. Mm. Again, none of that is quote unquote real but it's real for me. And the difference between Glenn now and Glenn 30 years ago is I used to tell the girl, like, whew, feeling a lot of fear because, you know, you're going to wherever, you're going to hang out with so-and-so, and they adore you, and maybe not 100%, but there's a pretty high chance that you're not going to come back to me. Mm. Goes, and again, she doesn't try to reassure me. That makes it worse, not better. She literally just oozes me. She follows my energy. She goes, oh, so what else happens for you there? And I'm like, oh, I know there's going to be a lot of loneliness. And she goes, oh, mm. yeah, yeah, I get that. And again, I'm startled as mesmerized as anybody on the planet with the connection codes because it works. Mm-hmm. And we process through that literally in 30 seconds. And I always say, if you told me that 25 years ago, I would have punched you in the face because I, I would have mm-hmm. thought you were making fun of me. Because yeah. to this day, I'm like, dang, that, that was like 30 seconds and 
we're good. Yeah. We're rolling. Yeah. And that does not mean it's not going to happen again in 10 minutes or an hour this afternoon or tomorrow. We'll just do it again then. But it's so fast and it's so efficient and so effective. Yeah. I do want to say in regards to that, you're not the earlier you were saying people may think you're strange for having fear when she travels. Mm-hmm. I was out of town this weekend and Wes processed his fear with me of me being gone multiple times over the weekend. Um, Almost every night when we were on the phone, we processed his fear of me being out of town and him being the one at home. And so you're not alone in that. I think that that, that's probably a very common struggle Mm. of people who have a spouse that travels a lot. It's just not one that we ever talk about because we feel like we're the only, you know. Well, and it sounds so stupid. It sounds stupid. I mean, anybody can look at that and go, what? This woman, there, mm. there is not a more loyal woman on the planet. Mm. I'm willing to put her up again. Maybe if I don't know, is there? Is that an Olympic sport? <laughs> the loyalty Olympics. Phyllis would wow. win a gold medal. Maybe there'd be a tie. I don't know. But anyway, so I, I'm a smart guy. I know that. I'm yeah. not. Mm. I'm not trying to make a case that oh, I'm pretty sure. You know, I found all these texts where she's been talking to three guys. No, I know that. But that doesn't you know, supersede what happens for me, yeah. just the emotion of it. Yeah. Again, the trick is I just process it through with her when it happens. Right. Yeah. Well, this, Wes, how do you feel? What's happening with you? Yeah, you know, I feel like you and I, you know, that you know now that what mm. happens me, with me when well, you say those things, yeah. you know, I mean, and I do to my core feel that abandonment thing that I'm, that mm. I'm leaving my family and, uh, have a lot of joy that maybe when we talk about that now, um, I can reiterate that and process that with you because sometimes you may not get it every time, right? Mm-hmm. So I can at least just process that with you so that you understand and you can ooh me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah I'm sorry to interject, but I promise you, Tira will miss on this sometime totally. the next week, month, year. I don't know. I guarantee you because she's human. We all miss stuff. She'll miss on this. I don't care about that. What I do care about is if Wes says to her, Ugh, I just got hit with shame. She goes, yeah. oh, what's the shame? What I mean? Well, you said it that you said that thing that way, and I just got hit with shame. And again, I'm not blaming Tira. Mm. I'm not saying, oh, well, obviously Tira's a bad wife. She's a bad human being. No, she just said something. She's just talking. Right. And Wes got hit with shame. Yeah, this is really similar to how you feel when Phyllis says, thank you for helping me mm. versus thank you for partnering with yeah. me. And yeah. we're essentially saying similar things, mm-hmm. but the way it makes the person feel is totally yeah. different. And so mm. that's when I should have, when Wes has been telling me, don't talk about those things, mm. that should have been an opportunity for me to follow his energy. Wow. Like that's Europe. a trigger code. <laughs> follow his, find out what Love is it. happening there mm. because I I just was hearing him say, don't talk about your human experience. Right. Mm-hmm. I was making it about me. Mm-hmm. And so again, which we talked about this on a recent episode of when there's something off with your spouse, Ooh. when they're responding to yeah. you in a way, yeah. that's the opportunity to follow the energy and find out what's happening. Yeah. So honestly, I went into this episode because I've already, I've processed this with Phyllis, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. not really knowing that I was going to get this much out of it. You know, like, honestly, I thought that we'd already worked through this with y'all. Wes wasn't present, but this has been mind blowing Mm. for me. Truly. Mm. I feel like this is such a pain point for us on a consistent basis, because Mm. again, we're experiencing this often and it's a disconnect. 
Um, and now we have the opportunity to really flip it around. So thank y'all for this. Mm. We end each episode by doing the core emotion wheel. Can Wes and I do it today? Oh, oh man, goodness. that would be incredible. I literally was sitting here thinking, I think they should do the wheel. Mm. Okay. Amazing. Wow. Okay, so you can't hold it, Wes. That's one of the rules. You right. Put it down. Okay, you want to go first? You want me to? You can go first. Okay. Uh, and I will just say this, you know, doing the will and four minutes less a day is awesome. But what means so much to me is a topic specific. Mm. Oh, we do it a lot. Yeah. yeah. And that just helps because, hey, let's just work through this really quick. Yeah. And wow. it, it helps a lot. So, yeah. yep. Okay. Let me do it. Yep. Anger. Okay. I'm going to be thinking about that night or should we do it in general? Are we talking about the topic? Yeah, we'll just, we'll go. We'll see. See what we'll see what how I'm feeling. Um, I feel anger that you hung up on me. Mm. Um, yeah, get that. I feel shame that my goal was to give that moment of joy for you um, and help you see that, but I did not do my first unprocessed emotion, which was the joy, mm. and I I set us up in that situation for failure essentially because i did not process everything and um Mm. give you space um i feel guilt that i struggle when you're out of town Mm. i feel guilt that uh i can't i can't do it all by myself because i really Mm. want to i want i want to be like i want you to be really proud of me like Mm. oh yeah i can travel a lot Mm. tears got this Mm. i don't have to worry about Mm. her i don't want you to have to worry about that um i have fear that um, I already have fear of the next time you're gone because I don't know how the kids are going to be. And we have good kids. I just, I just, I have fear about that. Um, Mm -hmm. I am lonely in, in parenting by myself Mm -hmm. um, a lot. I have a lot of loneliness there. I feel sad um, when you're gone because I like you Mm -hmm. a lot. And I like when you're home. Yeah. Um, I feel hurt that I feel hurt that you hung up on me too. <laughs> I just, that was really painful. Um, but I have joy that in that email, you, uh, you said, I can't wait to, you know, use the connection codes yeah. with you. And you, you're kind of, uh, my instinct is to say you were calling me out because I wasn't being a connection coder in that moment. But also, I know you were calling me in. Mm. Um, you were wow. calling me in to, to connect with you. And so when I read that part of the email, even though I was still feeling hurt and sad and all of the anger, uh, I laughed out loud mm. when I read that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a big connector moment for me. And I also have joy. Sorry, I have two joys. That we still connected as quickly as we wow. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Knowing what it could have been. Cool. Thank you. What? No, I love it. Okay. Mm. Um, I felt anger that I was there to enjoy um, a guy's weekend just you know I don't get that often Mm. Um, and I felt like your your day kind of superseded that a little Mm. bit and I like I was just there to hang out and enjoy it and um, sorry I feel a little guilt in that and saying that you know Mm. um I felt shame for being there. Mm. Um, I felt like I really shouldn't have been, you know, when you're at home and you're taking care of these kids and 
if, if they've had a bad day, you know, um, felt shame and just being away. Mm. Uh, I felt guilt for hanging up on you. Uh, mm. apologize for that. Mm. And, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I felt fear that you would leave me, mm. you know, of that you're done with being a mom is too difficult. Mm. And that, wow. um, you know that I wanted to have four children and you didn't and mm. um, that you're ready to go. Mm. Um, I felt lonely in the moment. I was, I was with other guys and I felt lonely. Like, oh, are, well, they, are they in mm. a disconnect or a fight with their wives? Mm. Probably not. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, oh. it, even though we, <laughs> we all know that it happens and stuff like that, but yeah. Yeah, just felt lonely of like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm dealing with this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt really sad that I wasn't just present with you. Because mm-hmm. um, that's all I longed for, really. Mm-hmm. Just just to work through this or sad that since I hung up that we couldn't work through this. Because mm-hmm. obviously I set us on this path. Yeah. Um, I felt hurt that you didn't answer the phone when I called you back. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt joy, um, in working through the situation mm-hmm. that we had something that this wasn't, a a fight that before connection codes really like it would have been a pretty bad path, mm-hmm. but through this, we can just kind of like, just put our emotions out there and work through this and mm-hmm. so quickly. And honestly, even the next day, it, it was a little difficult, you know, when we even saw each other, like we had to kind of work through that. But um, I will say the end of that next day, we we had done that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I agree. Thank you. Way to go. My yeah. Wow. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I am blown away by this process um, and knowing how fights used to be. Mm-hmm. For sure, um, compared to how they are now, in and how connecting that is. I remember the first time that Wes and I ever did a core emotion wheel was March 2020, about three weeks into the pandemic, and that night he shared with me something. His his sad. I had no mm. clue mm. what was happening. Like no clue he was experiencing that and that was the moment for me that I thought this is actually gonna work Mm -hmm. like this thing actually does something because he didn't know he could tell me that Uh he didn't even know he felt that probably until he had to answer it for himself and so it this has been it's changed everything for us everything Um, and so if you are listening and you're like I want to experience that. And I'm telling you, we're sitting here sharing with you a big fight, but you want to experience what we're experiencing. Like, I'm just being honest with you. Um, You can go to connectioncodes.co to begin your journey and to begin Mm. your process. We're offering a free class right now that will lead you into our foundations course, which is the course that teaches how to do this. It teaches Mm. about the identity. It teaches about the cycle. It teaches everything in one place and it is a life-changing um and so 
I'm also so excited to have more couples on here mm-hmm. to do this, yeah. wow. to learn from each other and to see, because someone else was listening to this today thinking, oh, I identify this. And you may send this to your partner because right. you're out of town a lot or he's out of town mm-hmm. a lot. And you're able to put together your own emotions by hearing what we're experiencing mm-hmm. with each other. So I have joy in that. Mm-hmm. So if you have not left us a five-star review, today is the day. Do mm-hmm. it. Share this with your best friend. Share it with the people on your Instagram so they can also experience this type of connection. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Wes, for being here. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, anytime. Much. I mean. We could do these sessions all the time if you want to. I mean, it, it helps so much. I've already volunteered us. We're going to do a sex one soon. So Game. Um, so if anybody wants to do these, how do they get to the email? Where do they reach out? Um, go to connectioncodes.co and put in their email address. Okay. And just say, hey, I'm game to do a podcast. Or- oh, to do the podcast. Yeah. yeah sorry. So if anybody wants to be a part and do this little, in the little case session studies, that we did. Yep. Yeah. So send an email to info at connectioncodes.co um, or find us on Instagram. Send us a message there and we will connect you with how to do that. And put it in the subject line, podcast case study. There you go. Mm, yeah. Wes is here. He's teaching well, us all the things. So awesome. Yeah. Love it. Wrap all right. Up. You need this. You deserve this. Let's, Let's do, do this. this. Let's do this. <laughs>